this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. That's right, fuckers, we're back. It's Ending Pending time. I'm Andy. I'm standing around in a parking lot, and I'm Evan. I love this energy, and also I'm I'm hanging out in a little house with a girl that I love, and I'm Ronnie. That's right. Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. Let's get into it. We're currently covering Zach Stone is going to be famous right now. Final four episodes. Hit it. Uh, I'm sure Ronnie is going to adjust this audio for the uh, listening pleasure of the listener. But I'm sitting directly next to Andy, <laughs> and, and I'm bringing the heat. It's you, hot. Andy is shouting in my ear, bringing from, the heat about eight heat. inches from my face. Just I'm gonna lower the energy a little bit shouting, for Evan's sake. Shouting. How's this? Is this better? That's a little. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate. I love you. I'm I love sorry. you. I'm I love you. Real your, excited. I love your energy. I love your your vibes. But all right. Let's talk about up. Zach Stone. Let's do it right now. Uh, so, Let's recap this. One, two, three, and four episodes. Wait, Let's wait. go. We're wait. in it. We're, we're going hot. We're fast. We're furious. F9 just came out, baby. It's time for Zach Stone. Aren't you going to do a bit? You always do a bit. Oh, fuck. I was trying yeah. to escape. I was trying to, like, really, like, yeah, we're here. Let's go. Let's talk about the show. And just, like... Jedi mind trick everyone. Your bit, is, uh, your bit tends to be like a third of the total runtime of our episodes. So without <laughs> it, I don't know how we would sustain ourselves uh, as an hour long weekly podcast. So you're saying I'm intrinsic. I'm essential. You're, you're essential to the podcast. I'm essential personnel. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel nice. Thank you. Let's all just give each other compliments. That's the bit. That's the bit is yeah, give each other compliments. Yeah. Or give me compliments. Uh, you're, do you, do you you're really not very... have a bit? No, I don't have a bit. I was trying to like, yeah, let's go. Let's do the podcast. Like to, to trick everyone into not thinking have... about the bit. I'll, 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 I mean, we can just do this. Um, uh, have you all watched um, this thing on Netflix? It's called Inside by Bo Burnham. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. I watched it today uh, in between episodes of Zach Stone is going to be famous. Oh, um, because because here's what I was realizing. I don't I haven't and don't do drugs. Um, so instead yet. of yet. So instead of uh, manipulating my mind in a good and fun way, I like to manipulate my mind in uh, harmful ways uh, like going very, very cold from episode 10 of Zach Stone directly into uh, Inside by Bo Burnham and then back again. I feel like, like those Hobbit. final two episodes hit a little different afterwards, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure did. Um, so uh, I know I know the conversation is past. Uh, the moment is gone. Uh, but uh, me, 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 me. It's all about me. I just watched Inside. So let's talk about Inside. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. CEO f- entrepreneur. <laughs> what the fuck? It's it's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. I um 
I don't want to try to like speculate about how much Bo Burnham was making an autobiographical uh, documentation of his mental health spiral and how much he was playing a relatable character for the benefit of the audience, but there was both. There was both in there, and uh, it is alarming to even begin to contemplate which bit was which. Yeah, it it was is is just a lot. Also, the music slaps. It's like, so fucking this, good. This comedy special is hilarious, and the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Uh, like parentheses. Uh, in admiration, you know, like uh, honorific, parentheses, depressing, parentheses, honorific. Um, it's like it made me uh, laugh out loud and also the saddest I've ever been. And also, like, the music genuinely slaps. It's just, and it, like, this could not have hit at any time other than, like, when the pandemic is starting to mm-hmm. wind down because like it just would have been it just would have been too much otherwise yeah it's it's just like i think that's i mean of course i need some time to digest all this still this is very fresh very new and again i had to immediately inject myself into the exploits and and hijinks of one zach stone um but just that music like i I think that you like as someone who enjoys musical theater i forget like the um the element of of that culture that like is bo burnham and like what Bo Burnham brings to the table is something that no one else is bringing right now. And it is like distinctively musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it's like, it harkens back to like the musical reviews uh, of, of yesteryear. And like it, the music is just so excellent. And it, 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 there's not like a wasted second in the whole thing. Like that. I, I think that's a credit to like him just being a one man show top to bottom. Like he knew what he wanted out of it. He knew what he wanted to put in. He knew what he wanted to take out. Like, um, yeah, I mean, there's just not, there's no moment of it that drags. There's no moment of it that like feels like it, the pacing is, I mean, the pacing is very strange, of course, but that plays into the charm of it. Like I, I, the, the composition is just like, that is something that I was, flabbergasted by watching it on my first I, on my first I, go through. I almost don't want to call it stand-up comedy. It feels like like live art. Mm-hmm. I I think that kids are going to be watching that in high school 20 years from now when they learn about the year that was 2020. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking next level. It's it's wild. Yeah, what you were saying about the, uh, like, the pacing, Ronnie, being very frenetic, it is, but it's also, like, so, like, laser precise, because, mm-hmm. like, yes. the em- the emotional journey that you go on watching inside is, like, Bo Burnham is from the other side of the screen, like, 
pulling every one of your strings. He knows exactly yeah. what you're feeling. I mean, he's tapping into exactly the experience you're experiencing right now, and he's just, like, taking you on a ride. Laser precision has always been, like, part of his act. Uh, mm-hmm. I think back to his first Netflix special, which is not as good as his second or third. Um, he just gets better with each one. But the opening of that is laser precise, but like the, the fucking bottle flip and the spill. And then the ending of it is laser precise with the, the cell phone thing he does mm-hmm. with like the phone calls and the, the faggots and, uh, the shut up and the laughing and like, he's like conducting an orchestra. Like is, is he's always had this impeccable way of using timing to like nail shit. And the emotional roller coaster of like laughing, laughing, laughing. Oh no, this took a horrible spin. And then like leading into like a silly song to like immediately soothe it. It's just a new type of precision for him. It's it's laser focused, completely intentional. Um, yeah, I, I I fully agree. Like like this this thing that could very much like end with a whimper. Um, based on the the way that the story is being told, um, and the way that it was being put together, like you know, he talks about halfway through of this, like, "Oh, I think I'm done," and then, of course, it's not done for another six months of of real time, um, and like something like that could just kind of be like hurriedly put together, and like, even I I was even like thinking as I'm watching the end of it, like I, I would feel totally, I would totally accept like him just like hard cut of just like, Nope, I finished it. It's done. What you just saw was the last thing. This is not the last thing, but here's me telling you it's over. But like the end of this goes so, so hard. Um, with, with like my, my three favorite songs of it are welcome to the internet, that funny feeling and all eyes on me. And it, it goes so hard, y'all. And I and I I can't I feel like I'm gonna be returning to that ending specifically. Both narratively and just like those songwriting. Songs. Yeah. Every yeah. every element of that of that last bit. Um it makes it made me want to buy a projector. I gotta get a projector now. And one um, of those light the Christmas lights that projects onto your house. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I think about All Eyes on Me, and I think about Welcome to the Internet constantly. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is that I'm on the internet a lot. Like, I, I am on three podcasts. I... am constantly on Twitter. Uh, I watch a ton of YouTube. And, like your relationship with the internet does change when you are making things for the internet. Mm -hmm. And, um, those songs just hit different. Those songs hit different. I think, uh, it's it's so strange being someone who like primarily, like my primary, you know, income or earning life right now is creating content for the internet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's like a unique thing. There's, there's plenty of people who do it and do, you know, are more prolific and more successful, but like there, there is just something about like, but you know, 
combining this and even some elements of like art is dead um <laughs> uh, uh, from from his last uh, stand up like this is there's something about this self-awareness that like I consider myself to be self-aware, but this is like painfully and maybe like overly painfully self-aware and, and, but, but still like real and true. And, and like, I don't, I, it, it, there's just, there's a lot here. There's so much here. And, and you can tell in so much of, of the, like I, I you talk about all eyes in me and hello, welcome to the internet, but, that funny feeling like that is a jam that I want to like mm-hmm. cover. Like I want to learn that and play it. And like, and, and it's just like, so NPR included it in their review of the special. I, I, I bet like mm-hmm. it, it is, it is so incredible. Like this, I, what you said, Andy, of just like, this is, this is something that people will learn about in years to come with 2021. Like there is a, there is a tiger King, part of the pandemic as far as entertainment and then goes there's a witcher part then, of the pandemic and then there's a witcher <laughs> part of the pandemic and then there's an inside part of the pandemic <laughs> and like and then you know i mean and not to just chill for netflix but but like inside just like fully encompasses the mindset of someone who is creating content for the internet who is around our age who is you know semi-conscious of kind of the the ills of the world and it just like it, and he's it's, mentally ill and it, yeah i mean i'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna diagnose I, the man I, but for sure well, i mean he's, well the, the in the video game segment like the segment where he's oh, uh, so playing like he's he's mimicking a streamer on twitch like the fake video game that he puts in there is called ssri productions <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. I uh I felt like I left church when I saw that. Like I had just like been part yeah. of mm-hmm. like like the best a, sh- a shared experience. I had just yeah. been like witnessed like the best most powerful uplifting sermon and then they played Oceans and they did like an altar call. <laughs> and like, damn, like inside was like an altar call. Like sure. it hit that fucking hard. Like I felt inside in my soul. Mm-hmm. I don't know what an altar call is. This is a weird evangelical It's an evangelical thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. You probably don't know Oceans, but Oceans fucking know. slapped. Oceans slapped so hard. It is it not is to like, show for a, like a very evil band that is part of an <laughs> evil church, but it is it. I, I it's funny that you bring up church or, or I mean, just very, you know, appropriate that you bring up church because it does. It definitely feels like a very, you know, there was something about like being in the evangelical church where everyone's like, wow, that was a really convicting sermon. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it was because I never really like bought any of the like preachers that were put in front of me. But like, bought I, ne- me. I probably would have bought you. <laughs> I never, I never felt like convicted. And like, I left this being like, shit. Like I, this is, this is what they were telling me I should feel like. 
and it's not it, it has the benefit of not being for an evil church for a bad for a bad place that is actually actively harming <laughs> just, myself just a guy it's, feeling some feelings just a just, guy feeling some feelings and like inviting me to also feel some feelings as well what's what's wild is like how personal inside felt to me like there, there's like that band you hear and you connect with their music so hard you don't want to tell your friends about it because, mm-hmm. like, if they, like, listen and feel something different than you or if they feel the same thing as you, then, like, somehow it's not yours anymore. You're sharing it with them. Like, mm-hmm. Inside felt that way to me that, like, I felt so fucking seen by it yeah. that it felt like it was mine. And then I'm seeing all of these people post about it and I'm seeing friends who I respect who hated it or yeah. or like I'm seeing friends who like. I don't know, it, it, it it's almost like this thing that I want to keep mine, but then I'm also yeah. seeing all these other people react to it in really visceral and raw ways that are different. And it's mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's just cool. I don't know. If, I, I, I'm not even like I don't have a thought to express there, but I like I really like like I had. Our, our good friend Val Patron like gave me like a a like stepping stone up to inside of like you need to watch this you need to watch this you need to like mentally prepare yourself and I'm very sorry Val that I I used none of that advice and instead like watched this uh on the uh the month before I turned thirty from my childhood bedroom uh because I just happened to hit my parents today with Lila oh no uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and so like couldn't Wrong. couldn't have been more like with my like mother and sister being there who like would not engage with this if I showed it like there's no explaining what I just experienced to them um and like I just have to like go on I assumed that like via TikTok or via like gifts and stuff like that that I had consumed the gist of it via osmosis and I had not which like mm-hmm. a fucking course I had not like there's no way I could have could have done that. Um, there was a couple of things where it's like, oh, this is the song from the TikTok followed immediately by like, oh, this is the existential dread that I did not feel when I listened to the song from the TikTok. Um, and and I like left my house to like just to move the car. And I was just like, everybody that watched this, y'all friends on Discord, friends from Twitter, everyone said who's watching inside i need to talk about inside lots of people said that to me and i walked out from watching this and i said how are we still not talking about it how are those people still not banging down everyone's door like let's talk about inside you we still need to be discussing this and in the conversation it it is it's so i don't don't know if important is the right word it's just like it's it's so like i don't even know i don't even know I was thinking, honestly, like this week, like it's time to rewatch it. Yeah. Like I, I, I watched it with a group of friends. There were six of us in the room. Five. I'm bad at math. Uh, but you know, I feel like that is a different experience than watching it by yourself and like kind of sitting with the feelings. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I think I need to rewatch it, and I was like. I'm so fucking busy this week. I can't like cry for like, mm. <laughs> like I don't have that the time to like watch yeah. this and cry. Uh, so maybe next week, but yeah, you're right, Ronnie. It's, it's really good. It's worth talking about. And 
uh, maybe it's worth rewatching. For sure. For sure. Uh, so Zach Stone's going to be well, famous. Good good news, everyone. We've used up <laughs> approximately a third of our runtime uh, with Ronnie's bit. So now you I now can recap. To, the, you now have to experience this show the way that recap, I did, yeah. which is a Bo Burnham sandwich with uh, with Zach Stone bread, and inside in inside, um, what's what's this show about, Evan? All right, we watched episodes 9, 10, 11, 12. The last four episodes of Zack Stone is going to be famous. Uh, episode 9, Zack Stone is going to be scary. Um, Zack makes a bet with his brother that Zack can scare him before the episode is over. And by, like, they're, they're self-aware, they're filming, but, like, before Halloween, I guess, or something like that is over. Um, and, the the, if Andy successfully is not scared, Zach has to swap rooms with him, and if Zach scares Andy, then Andy has to melt down all of his sports trophies and make Zach a golden sword. <laughs> uh, so, they, Zach and his friends... Amy is the one. What's the dark-haired guy's name? Greg. Greg. Uh, Zach and Amy and Greg know about this, like, spooky abandoned house. And so they all go and they convince Andy to come with them. And Zach has, like, cheesed up the inside of the house counterintuitively to attempt to... Like, the house itself is, like, spooky-looking, but Zach has done shit like put up lights and draw on the walls and paint and like put up paper skeletons and shit to try to scare Andy. Uh, and like weird spooky stuff starts happening in the house that's unrelated to Zach's weird spooky props. And Greg runs off and Zach and Amy are genuinely scared and uh, Andy pretends to be in trouble so that they like go to save him, but all of the spooky stuff was just Andy being a dick. Uh, and it looks like Zach is gonna win the bet, or Zach, I'm sorry, it looks like Zach is gonna lose the bet, because uh, Andy is leaving the situation unscared, but uh, then Zach takes out a cherry bomb and throws it at Andy's feet, and it explodes and Andy jumps, and Zach was like, technically I win! So, that's, uh, there's also this thing where, uh, Amy and her boyfriend, Nick, Nick, their relationship is kind of souring because Nick, extremely understandably, is kind of sick of being in <laughs> Zach's social sphere. Like, Nick was very accommodating to Zach's insane shit for several episodes and now Amy is continuing to insist on hanging out with Zach and uh um Nick is like why the fuck are you hanging out with this dude this is stressing me out and Amy's like but he's my friend though and Zach's like or and uh Nick's like this this is bullshit so there's there's there are strains in uh Nick and Amy's relationship that are happening. Uh, 
episode 10 is uh, predicated on Zack and Amy kissing. I must have blinked and missed this, but evidently they kissed in episode 9. Don't don't know when mm-hmm. that happened. But anyway. Right at they the kissed, end. Right at the end, yeah. It's, it's almost it's like st- Nick had a reason to be kind of mad. Well, I mean, Zack had an extremely good reason to be mad, even if Amy was not, in fact, attracted to Zack, honestly, because I wouldn't want to be going out with this girl who is hanging out with this guy either. Um, anyway, Amy kisses Zack, and uh, he's, like, very uh, emotional about it. He's very keyed up about it. And he gets word of this audition that is happening for a, like, shitty student film. And, uh, he gets the role because immediately before, uh, going into audition, he called to try to get a hold of Amy and couldn't get a hold of her. And so was, like, feeling very, like, conflicted and uncertain and despondent and the the audition happened to be about, like, two people awkwardly talking after a one-night stand, so he was in exactly the right frame of mind for this audition. So he gets this role in this, like, low-budget student film. But then, like, as his relationship with Amy throughout the course of the episode uh, goes through, like, periods of uncertainty, and then periods where he thinks they're not dating, and then periods where he thinks they are dating... Uh, his performance in this movie, like, just becomes insane because he just projects whatever he's feeling. So, like, a complicating factor here is that Amy is, like, unreachable for a period of time, so he doesn't know if the kiss was uh, an important thing or not, and then, uh, she turns up and is basically, like, tells him she doesn't think that they should date, and he's very upset about it. So anyway, the the whole the whole plot is that his performance in this student film is being very significantly impacted by however he's feeling with the relationship with Amy at any given moment. Um, episode eleven, Zach Stone. Oh, episode ten was called Zach Stone is going to be an actor. By the way, uh, episode eleven is called Zach Stone is going to be a hero. He sees a a news piece on uh, some guy saving children from a fire. And he decides the the best way to get famous now is to get himself on video, saving somebody's life. Uh, the backdrop for all of this is that all his friends are packing to go to college. Like, the summer is coming to an end, and Zach is running out of money, and he's still on this, like, quest to be famous. And it hasn't happened yet throughout the summer, in spite of him having this film crew following him around. Uh, so he's still trying to, like, hang out with his friends, but they're all, like, trying to pack to go away to college, and, uh, his parents are, uh, pressuring him to do something about the fact that, like, he has spent his entire savings paying this film crew all summer. Um, so he convinces Greg to pretend to be drowning so that he can save him from a lake, and Greg the whole time is kind of, like, grousing about how he's got better stuff to do. He needs to be packing and shit. Um, Amy throws, like, a going-away party and, like, kind of tries to, like, emotionally reconnect with Zach, and it kind of doesn't really work because they had this whole 
thing in the previous episode, and also, like, their life paths are diverging because she's going to college, and also, uh, Zach is feeling insecure about the fact that he's not famous yet, uh, so he films the, the rescue video and he goes to deliver it to the, the news station at the end, and they are not interested in the hero video, but they do think it's very weird that this local kid is paying a film crew to follow him around. So that leads into the last episode, episode 12. Zach Stone is going to be famous, no, really. Uh, where the local news does a, I guess it's not even the local news, it's like a news station out of Boston, like, does a profile on him because he has made the extremely weird choice to pay a film crew to follow him around 24-7 and then in an attempt to be famous. So they do a profile on him. Uh, they film his parents, and they film Amy talking about him, and they, uh, he's sort of trying to control, uh, everyone's actions while they're being filmed to, uh, flatter him, uh, but, you know, they, they film all of his family and friends, and then they edit it without his knowledge, and the clip they put together is, like, genuinely heartwarming, like, his mom talks about you know, how they believe in him and stuff, and his brother talks about, like, how he's uh, an embarrassing but very interesting brother, and he's going to be proud to see him on Fear Factor drinking or piss or something one day. I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Mm. Spoilers from here on out. You should watch the end of this before you hear us talk about it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just tossing that out there. I think this ending is kind of wild and just... Spoilers from here. Finish, finish Zach Stone. It's on something. Watch it. Okay. Um. So yeah, the the news station puts together a very lovely uh like series of clips of his friends and family uh you know saying that they love and care about him, and then they like call him out to be on live TV to like talk about the little segment, and uh, he's genuinely touched. And he confesses his love for his family and also for Amy on live TV. Uh, and then he he basically, like, gives up his opportunity to pitch himself to, like, be nice to the people in his life who've, like, supported him. Uh, and then he, like, leaves the segment and uh, Amy catches up with him, uh, like, in, in the dressing room of the news studio or whatever. Uh, she says that she's into him too. They smooch. Zach is stoked. They go out the back of the news station and there's like a throng of fans. Oh, also Zach specifically says like, okay, I mean, this is stupid. I'm not going to try to be famous anymore. And then he goes out back of the news station and there's like, a small crowd of people with cameras wanting his autograph and stuff. And he walks out with Amy and, uh, he starts like clearly getting like a high off these people, like praising and crowding around him. And he starts singing. Zach Stone is going to be famous to himself. And then the camera zooms in on Amy, like just making this very, very disconcerted face like she's just very like sort of horrified and uh uh she does confused the, and 
she does like a reverse midsummer. Like she is kind of smiling and like giggling along with Zach, and then like as Zach's singing kind of becomes slower and more deranged, her smile becomes like this really like blank look and then like slowly more becomes horrified and it's fucking brilliant like it is so good like such a remarkable final shot i'm into the ending of this if that's not obvious (laughs) so that's what happens that's accident's gonna be famous that's the only uh only season we got that's all of it that's it I did just come across an article of like, could season two of Zack Stone be coming? Um, I think the, the answer was had, no. The answer the answer is no. There there was nothing. There was nothing even in the article that backed up the uh, that other than a tweet from 2013, which is when the show was made. So it's not it's not happening. But mm-hmm. we got one. We got one whole season. Um, and you know, you know, you know, I gotta ask it. Uh, mm-hmm. hey Andy. Hey Ronnie. These last four episodes, and let's just let's just do the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, did did they work for you? Did it yes. work for you? Yes. These last four episodes rule, and the show is good. Uh, these last four episodes kind of elevated, in my opinion, from a silly dumb show that I enjoy to like, no, this is saying something, and it's really good. For sure. For sure. Hey Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These four episodes and also these 12 episodes of Zack Stone is going to be famous. Did they work for you? Uh, they did. I don't uh, know that I feel quite as profoundly about them as Andy does, but I certainly enjoyed watching them. And I do think that uh, towards the end, they definitely were becoming like a real show and not like a weird YouTube show. Uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Did. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Andy. I gotcha. Oh, good prank. Did did, did these, these these four episodes and also the whole series of Zack Stone is gonna be famous work for you, Ronnie? Uh yes. Yes and yes. Uh I, I agree uh with you, Evan. I don't think that it, it it rose to quite the level that Andy is is letting on. But also, I felt like the show was saying something the entire time because that's what that's what my brain do uh, mm-hmm. is is insert those things. So I, it's not that I felt like it fell short. It just felt like it was, you know, continuing on that good, good road of uh, being deeper than all these uh, all these uh, these plebs, all these uh, these common folks, these filthy casuals want to want to assume. Uh, but yes, it was it was it was it was a good show. Doesn't take much to impress me with the comedy, uh, but it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed these mm-hmm. four episodes. Let's talk about what worked for us. About Zack Stone, it's going to be famous these last four episodes. That last shot. It's very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was good acting. I, I don't think I quite like got out of it what you got out of it. I think it's a horror movie now. I think, <laughs> I think Zack Stone is going to be famous as a horror movie. I think the moment... Where he fucking loses it and calls Amy like a slut and like breaks the plate. Like, I think he has gone off the deep end. I mean, he clearly went off the deep end earlier, but he has gone deeper off the deep end at that point. 
And I think everything from there on, Zach is a villain. Uh, I think what doesn't quite, uh, like, what doesn't quite hit for me is that Amy has been seeing how deranged she is throughout these all these episodes. I actually think that ending would have worked better if all of Zach's, like, kind of deranged attempts to be famous uh, had been without Amy present. And so she was just assuming he was, like, a little bit quirky, but pretty much a regular guy. Uh, I've I've brought up before. See, I'm. I don't want to. I know this is not the negative section. Um, but you literally you, opened your mouth with. Here's what didn't work for me about. Yeah, button everything up. <laughs> button everything up. But like Andy's, uh, I'm I'm. You don't have to disagree with me. As soon as I say something, you okay. can just you can just wait for the uh, you can just wait for the negatives, and you can let Evan and your your Evan. You can let Ronnie and Andy be happy. Full, full well knowing that. Our drop off rate is 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 such that they they won't hear Evan's retort. They'll they'll listen to twenty minutes of this. They'll listen to the inside stuff and then twenty minutes and then they're out. Uh, no, that's not true. Yeah, our fans are great and they listen to the whole podcast episode all the time. Always. Uh, I I, I understand what Evan is getting at. We we talked yeah. about this a little bit last time of just like the, you know, it's of course like a very like off the wall comedy where you have to accept some level of surrealness, but mm. the level with which Zach Stone like treats people poorly. And those people are like at the end of the episode, like, well, you're just following your dreams, Zach, that it's, it's, it's not, it's harder to believe and a little hard to swallow it sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand what Evan is saying there. Yeah. That being it's, said, yeah. Fuck what Evan is saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta take Zach Stone okay. with what Zach Stone is. I, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, but no, I, 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 I get it. But also, it is like it is, it is one of those shows where you kind of have to, like Andy is saying, like this is a horror movie now. Like this is, this is something where you have to, you know, the show is is not going to shift its level of believability to suit you. So you kind of have to wrap your mind around the show a little bit and make it make, it's like the Bible, you know, it's the like Bible Brooklyn can't be Nine wrong. Nine. It, well, I mean, that's probably a far more apt comparison. I was, I was going with the things in when, church when, where it's like, when, when everyone's like Jake Peralta, you're a great cop. You're the best cop in the department. But like earlier he was doing fire extinguisher races. Like, right, right, right. Like he would have right, been fired right. a long time ago. Right. There, there is a level of, of, unreliable narrator and also just like this is a this is a world that is not my own that it, that things are happening in yeah this I, is I, an um, alternate universe much like the karate kid universe which is a slightly alternate universe where problems can be solved with karate this is a slightly alternate universe where um zach stone is 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 awkward, a human is awkward rather than absolutely deranged sure Sure. I want to stress too that Brooklyn Nine Nine, Jake Peralta would be fired for not being corrupt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zach Stone is great. Um, I think he's lying in the inter- in the interview. I think like he is not being sincere there. I think that's kind of part all, of the horror element. Yeah. Oh, uh, you lost me. No, it's it's, oh, it's okay. all still a bit for him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing a bit. He's playing a character there. That is not actually how he feels. He is trying to be famous. And uh, I think Amy realizes that too, like at the end, and now she's kind of trapped. 
in in this relationship because it was on the news. Sure. And she realizes how like unhappy she's going to be in this and that she can't like dump Zach now. But she's also realizing that like Zach wasn't being sincere there. And him like the horror of him singing the song really slowly and like kind of monotone as she like is having that realization that like Zach wasn't being sincere. I accepted this. Now I'm locked in because of how public it was. And like, that's horrific. I follow. I follow yeah. <laughs> I just... I'm Ronnie now. <laughs> uh, I think, well, I do think that's like a legitimate reading of the, the text. I don't think that's quite as abstract as, some of Ronnie's headcanons. I'm I'm the Ronnie now. <laughs> I think that's a I think but like I was not quite reading that much nuance into it. I don't think you're wrong, incidentally. I think, I think you're th- both saying the same thing. Yeah. This is a horrifying way for a human being to act, is what you're both yeah. saying. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and like, it's a good show. And, and Evan is saying, oof, and Andy is saying, Alright. <laughs> Yeah, um, I still, I still didn't quite save for the negatives. Save for the negatives. (laughs) I love how much of the camera crew we got in these four episodes. I thought they're all great. I like those characters. Um, I thought the the bit where Zach uh put Halloween decorations inside the spooky haunted house, therefore making it silly rather than spooky, was quite good. I thought that was genuinely pretty funny. The um, I I don't, I don't think that uh the the actor who plays Amy is like stunningly fantastic at acting. I I think she does a fine job, but not really above and beyond. The I think reactions is obviously where she shines. Like yeah, she's the, great at that in that final Jim scene from the Office look. Yeah, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and but but even like in the um in the haunted house, Zach's doing all his like oh what does that say. And like Amy is like in Andy's, his brother Andy's face, like what, what? Just like making a very obvious, like this is so frightening. Like she is totally bought into the whole thing and is like a wingman and a half for Zach at this mm-hmm. point. I love what that showed us about their relationship and why she would stick around with Zach's right. like absurd antics mm-hmm. is because she is the, like, Calvin to his Hobbes. Sure. And a lot of the show, we saw Zach trying to avoid her, mm-hmm. like, because he's trying to, like, do this film project and he wants his relationship with Amy to stay, like, real and separate, or also, like, the relationship drama. We didn't really get to see them do this sort of shit. Right. And uh, I, I just, it's a fun episode to see them, like, be partners in a goof that like is very silly and dumb and fun. Yeah. I think that, that honestly brings up some, some things that I think I'll talk about later in the negative section, um, or just about the way that the show has kind of positioned that and, and like structured all that. Um, but yeah, I I think that's, that's absolutely correct. They are a, a, a very like dynamic couple when it's just Zach and Amy. Um, but the show throws a lot of other cogs in that machine. 
Uh, yeah, I in these four episodes specifically, I liked the uh, like the tonal shift that is happening, uh, and they do a good job of establishing that with all of his friends leaving for college because we've been seeing them move closer and closer to leaving for college, like throughout this whole show. Uh, you know, there was an episode where they were like at a Bed Bath and Beyond for like a few minutes because they mm-hmm. were like getting towels for their dorm rooms. And then there was an episode where uh, Greg like mentioned his new roommate's name and was like finding him on Facebook. So like this has been uh, sort of like a quietly ticking clock in the background that has not really presented itself as a ticking clock until now that, uh, you know, we're suddenly, we're not suddenly aware. We have been gradually becoming more aware of the pressure on Zach to get famous by the end of the summer because, you know, he's, he's slowly cutting off his other options. He like didn't, he didn't go to the school he got accepted to. And then he didn't accept a promotion at his job. And then he quit his job because he's dedicating more and more time in a more and more desperate bid to be famous. So I like that. It felt very natural and it did feel, this is what I meant when I was saying it went from like a dumb YouTube show where the focal point was just the absurdity of Zach's character to you know, an actual drama with some actual stakes. I like that, you know, that the, they're doing a show where every episode we're p- picking a like, this is an example of a career of a famous person out of the hat. And uh, it took them like 11 episodes to get to actor. Yeah. <laughs> All of these actors. Uh, just they, they 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 wanted to hold that one off a little bit. It was nice seeing Robbie from New Girl. I don't know the actor's name, uh, but Robbie who comes in at the end and dates uh, Zoe Deschanel's character at the end of New Girl for a little bit. Um, that was nice to see. He's the director of the of the film. He um, he feels like every student director I worked with. Yeah. Yep. 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 I um, gotta say about that episode that. It's some of Bo Burnham's most impressive acting because he is acting like a jackass who is trying to act. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also really felt like it was uh, Bo Burnham digging at method actors. He has yeah. been extremely outspoken in interviews about how method acting is dumb. And uh, you could even see back in 2013, Bo Burnham felt the same way. <laughs> I mean, method acting is dumb. It is. It's very, it's very dumb. It's uh, I will accept Henry Cavill's version of method acting, which is just basically that he LARPed as the Witcher for a little bit of extra time each day, <laughs> and it's because he's a big nerd who loves the Witcher. But That's um, just getting into character. Yeah, like, into he character. Would, that, that's what I mean. Like, so people were, like, categorizing it as method acting, and I'm like, no, he's just LARPing. He just really, <laughs> like, he would be doing this even if he did not get cast you gave as this the man, You gave this man a wig, a shield, and a sword, and you expect him not to kind of just, like, l- promenade around a little bit with all of it? Pet his horse, you know? <laughs> oh, don't get me started on method LARPers. <laughs> Fucking biggest losers in the world. 
method method renaissance uh, fair actors i've had a couple of those in my time oh my god I, i got mad at someone because they were being a dick out of game at a larp and their friend came up to me and was like hey andy can i talk to you over there look like i know that they're being really just awful to those new players and are kind of ruining what's uh supposed to be going on but they're you gotta understand, they're a method larper, and they're just like oh, in character. And if if they like heard you talking about that, this is a game, like they would, they would just disassociate. They just wouldn't connect anymore. And I was like, "What the fuck are you saying?" That's like mental illness, what you're describing right now. Like that, you're either a douchebag or you really need some therapy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to like say it's it's mental illness. I was just like, that is the 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 most douchebag thing I've ever heard, and that's unacceptable. Well, if it's true that, like, they cannot be disconnected from the LARP like a sleepwalker, <laughs> if it's true, I don't believe it is, yeah. but if that's true, like, you're experiencing some kind of very elaborate disassociative something or other, and you need help. You're also setting up a real, if you die in the game, you die in real life situation. Yeah, it's some track is, shit. It's, it's real, it's real dangerous. Yeah. You're, you're playing with fire. You better be a real, real talented barbarian or whatever you are in the game. This, this is the movie Mazes and Monsters is what you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah, this right is, now. this is Tom Hanks in Mazes and Monsters and you're going to kill a homeless guy because you think it's a dragon. Yeah. All right. I have one more positive if we want to go to negatives. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, The ending of this show is such that to me, it feels like the character Zack Stone ran out of money and was kind of like kicked out by his family and sold the footage and some like someone put together this show out of all of the raw footage and we're now watching mm. the the thing we're getting into mm. this deep Zack Stone lore yeah. and I think that's really cool that's what like, like th- that was my thought at the end I was like oh shit this ends he's kicked out of his family shit with Amy ends up going south and Zack like broken destitute with only having this footage is forced to sell the raw footage. And that's why all of the like embarrassing stuff that he's like camera crew, like don't get this is still in it because a third party then edited it all together because they now owned the sole rights to it. This is we some kn- Ronnie headcanon. I love shit. it. You know, I'm here for it. We know, and he, and here I'm going to, I'm going to connect all the red threads. You know, we know from the, um, uh, the Zach Stone is going to go missing episode where he sends the um, the ransom video to Andy, to the family, that n- n- neither him nor Greg know how to edit a video or edit footage. <laughs> yeah. Um, he certainly couldn't afford an editor. I think it, it's very likely that we are seeing kind of a composition that was not uh, a Zack Stone-sanctioned uh, com- final project, for also, sure. It's it's the monkey's paw, because he is going to become famous for this version, and it's the version that he would have never let, like, the public see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, he gets his wish of being famous, but he's kind mm-hmm. of, like, cursed by it because he has ruined the relationship with his family 
and like he has essentially made Amy a hostage. I'm assuming that, like I said, it's going to go south and she will like get away from him, but she'll never want anything to do with him after that. What you're describing is a whole other show, but it's also a good show. It's this show. I don't think you can make a season two to this show. I think it's perfect. I think all of this is baked in. I don't think I'm extrapolating that much, but maybe, maybe I think you're extrapolating. A maybe, maybe, maybe I don't think you're extrapolating. I even think, a little. No, bit. Thank you, Roddy. Thank you. Feed this. I want to be clear. I like this head headcanon. This is a good story. Like this is a good uh, backdrop to the story. I don't think it's actually all in there, though, y'all. Uh, I think you're uh, you're making some assumptions. That that being said, don't let me stop you. Please, please continue. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I, I think I said it all. I think um, there's so many points in the. I mean, this, you know, this is you could chalk this up to anything, but there's so many points if we're taking it like just as lore as 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 gospel. Where, you know, Zach will cut to the camera and say, like, oh, cut this out. Or, like, oh, d- don't don't film this. Or something like that. The camera crew is just going to keep on filming because you always got to film. You, you never know when you're going to get good content. I love and when they the- sneak out of the car. Every time yeah. Zach is, like, say in the car, don't follow. And then they <laughs> wait a little bit. They're like, should we go follow? And then they do. They just got nothing to do. They're bored. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, 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 I fully, fully buy into this narrative. It's horrifying and haunting and i don't want it this is the difference evan's like yeah i think that's a fun story i think it's an awful story i hate it but it's it's absolutely what happened it's 100 percent canon yeah and it makes me like go back and think of the episodes before where i was like this is kind of a dumb show it's really silly like it's it's like popcorn like there's not much there but it's fun and i'm enjoying it too like God, this show is really dark and really fucked up. And, uh, yeah, I dig it. I really, really dig how, like, weird and unhinged I feel like this show is. Again, I feel like I'm really not extrapolating that much. I feel like with what we know of Bo Burnham and, like, other work that he's done, that this is kind of the only reading I can picture for this show. Well, you have to also remember that that me being being your prime like uh, rah rah over here, your cheerleader <laughs> um, is like I, I watched Zach Stone is going to be scary. And then Zach Stone is going to uh, whatever the next episode be an was actor. Zach, be an actor. Right. Um, and then watched an hour and 30 minutes of Zach Stone uh, of, of Bo Burnham in a room by himself uh, going just totally unhinged. Um, which could be just him hiding out. I know that's not what actually happened, but and then jump right back into Zach Stone. Um, I think that I think that that yeah, I, I putting a dark and and kind of a existential eerie uh tinge on everything uh was extremely easy for me to do, and I really appreciate you being here to kind of piece all, <laughs> yeah. the, all the pieces together because it it it. it to, to think about if if we know nothing of, of Bo Burnham unless except for Zach Stone and inside, it sure seems like there's there's some time there. There's some my, time after Zach Stone. My timeline is like when he gets home from the move uh, the new studio, uh his stuff is outside. Sure. Uh I think he then kind of forces Amy to let him like crash on her dorm room. 
and I think they last maybe like a month. And then she dumps him. And the entire time he's still kind of like doing the like Zack Stone shit and it's getting more out of hand. In his sleep, remembering Zack Stone is gonna be uh, Stone is gonna be famous. I then think he has like nowhere to go. Um and he just has the footage still. And because of the news story and him like kind of remaining like semi relevant in like online circles, I think he sells it for uh like uh a thousand bucks or something. And then it gets edited and released and uh And now here we are watching it. Yeah. Right. And the second half of season two is him just doing the unpaid intern uh reacting bit. Where it just keeps on like folding in, folding in on itself. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this. I want to make sure that we keep this. Is this is we have now reached the portion? I guess we're 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 skipping negatives. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> but this is this is just season two. Uh, I like this idea of Zach being a villain. Just want to make sure he stays like a like a like a Disney villain and not like or or like a horror movie villain and not just like shitty. Uh, you know, uh, abusive uh, yeah. boyfriend, creepy weirdo. I don't. I, I don't want, think I w- he's abusive. I think he's a terrible boyfriend. Sure. And uh, I think he is manipulative. Uh, I think what he did to Amy was manipulative at the at the end there. Uh, well, like quite a few times, but yeah, sure. Uh, and like we see how he manipulates his parents and his brother and stuff all the time. So like. I don't think it's a stretch to say that, like, how Zach treats Greg and treats his parents and treats his brother is also how he's going to treat a significant other. Right. And then at the end of season two, uh, Zach Stone finally gets the opportunity to, like, be on, like, a show or, like, get the opportunity. And he's doing an interview or something like that. And who's that behind him with a knife? It's Amy. Amy wanted to be famous the whole time. And so she was just using Zack Stone the whole time. And now she's famous for killing Zack Stone. I think Zack Stone is the character at the end of Everything Sucks. He was like, I'm here to teach you how to use your mind powers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me how Everything Sucks. Ended. Um, Hello, he- Eleven. Hello, eleven. That's no, that that's was I am not okay with this. Oh yeah, so yes, I was confused for a minute. You. I was thank like, thank wait, you. wait, everything sucks. Is the one with the lesbian girl? <laughs> Zach Stone <laughs> no, is hanging. Both have lesbians. You know what I mean. Zach Stone is hanging out with the uh, the theater kid who ran away, and everything sucks. <laughs> yes, who wanted to be theater famous? Zach Stone is the theater kid. Um, he didn't get. He didn't make it to New York. He just ended up starting over in high school in wherever this takes place. What didn't work about these four episodes of Zack Stone? I will just now continue. Been, I will just continue my thought from earlier. Yeah, uh, sure. Which is that uh the the absurdity of Zack's actions with the sincerity of his motives and also the sincerity of the other characters in this narrative continue to be difficult to reconcile. And this was a factor in my prior complaint. Mm-hmm. It's valid. 
that's my main that's my main negative uh i genuinely really liked this series and these episodes and i do feel like there was a skillfulness to the writing in the way that sort of the the weight of the story increased throughout the season and i do think there's a thing i frequently complain about is that like the the final episode doesn't feel like a final episode this did feel like a, a season finale episode Anyway, those are my positives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all's negatives? I'm impo- I'm incapable of following directions. Um, I kind of thought the middle, the 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 like, Zach Stone is going to be an actor, and Zach Stone is is going to be a hero. I thought they were kind of like I didn't, I wasn't in love with those episodes. I I, I the I think the the haunted house, spooky house, and um. Or what is that? Yeah, yeah. And the the finale were both uh real good. Um maybe it's because the whole like will they won't they of Zach and Amy kind of like reached fever pitch and like I wasn't super into that as like a romantic pairing. Mm-hmm. Um to like my point of what you said earlier, Andy, of like how they play really well together, they don't make like a good like they don't have good chemistry as like a romantic couple. Um, and also it made me realize like, Hey, Greg's fun. Greg's a wet blanket a little bit, which like, again, Greg being a wet blanket is the equivalent of Nick being a villain in the show. Like, nope, that they're re- responding appropriately to, uh, the bullshit that is happening. Um, but it made me wish that, uh, maybe, uh, Amy was more of the, uh, the foil, the, 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 the straight man in this because she's, uh, she was a little bit more willing to play along and stuff like that. Yeah, I I think Zach Stone is going to be an actor kind of made Zach irredeemable at that point. Mm-hmm. Like him bursting out in anger and shattering the prop in that actress's face and like yelling at her. Mm-hmm. And then him going and melting down on Amy and calling her a slut. Right. Uh, at that point, like you cannot redeem this character. Mm-hmm. So, from there on, from episode ten on, I'm not rooting for Zach anymore. I'm rooting for the people around him to get away from him and like right. realize that like, uh, he he has gone down a dark path. Uh, and he, yeah, it definitely changes the tone of the show because up until episode ten. It's kind of like, oh, well, the like, kind of wacky, fun thing is Bo Burnham going to do in this silly show. And then it's like, oh, oh, no, this is not the show I thought it was. And yeah, it's it's I don't know if that's a negative, but it's definitely a weird feeling. Well, I think it's it. I think you have you have decided that it is not a negative because it was a conscious decision by the directors in this horror series. Um, but for, but for everyone else who maybe didn't have that read, I think it's definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. to everyone else who had the incorrect read, I think it's probably a negative moment. (laughs) Yeah. If Um, if this is a comedy show and it's meant to be fun, (laughs) that's a really huge negative because this is a comedy show playing character. (laughs) This is a comedy show playing in between ridiculousness and uh, the Jersey shore. On 2013's MTV. If this is not a comedy show, 
and it's a horror show, then it's fucking brilliant. But if it's a comedy, it's 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 a real bad move. Uh, um, yeah, boy. Oh, and 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 to be clear, like we we have like come up against this a lot, where like shows want us to side with the protagonist no matter what, and they're always awesome and they're always perfect. I don't think what what you're saying, Andy, is that like oh, like he expressed anger and like in a violent way so like we're not dealing with that like in, in the um Zatchelor episode like he does something similar at the end he like kind of lashes out in a violent way um when amy is frustrated he's getting frustrated with amy and, and nick and he he lashes out a little bit it's not just that and, and and he also hasn't it's not that he's never been shitty to people he's being shitty to people the yeah. whole show it's the juxtaposition of doing something very violent, being very angry, kind of letting this emotion build and build and build. And then when confronted with the reality of like, and it's not like he went to Amy's house to say like, Hey, you're a slut. He went there to like, say, Hey, I'm in love with you. And then she just was kind of like, Hey, I don't not, not here for that. And that's when it turns and Mm -hmm. that's unacceptable. That's like, that's not how, this works like um and by this i mean positive human interaction yeah um it's 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 not that we want him to be sterling and perfect it's that we like expect him to to evan's point either face consequences or you know have any self-awareness whatsoever well, which, which is 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 like a lowered bar because again, this is a very surreal show. It's not like we expect him to like. Oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should go to college. But just understanding, like, hey, this is your friend. This is someone you're in love with. Maybe don't like ridicule them on on the front lawn of their house. It's the context of the story that it's mm-hmm. in that I think like determines like if there's a positive or it's if, if it's a negative or like you know how the audience is meant to respond. Uh, if it's a comedy, if it's like a 20 minute, you know, Brooklyn nine, nine new girl esque comedy, you know, community or what have you, then this is a, a, a like second Genesis moment in, in the story. Second Genesis, Xavier, like got a bunch of his students killed and just erased everyone's memories of them. And when that comes out, it's like, Oh, well, you've ruined the character because in the context of Marvel Comics, Xavier can never be a superhero again because that's like the worst thing you could ever do to a bunch of children is get them murdered and erase everyone's memories of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then just go on teaching children like Xavier has never recovered from that until maybe extremely recently, maybe. Um, But like everyone since then has kind of had to grapple with the fact that Xavier is kind of a villain. And, like, in the context of a 20-minute comedy, like, the character Zack Stone can't come back from that. Like, they're not going to deal with the heavy consequences of it, and he's just kind of always going to be, like, an abusive dick in the, the context of the show. Maybe abusive is too strong a word, but, like, he's definitely a bad dude after that moment. Uh, unless the show really does work to grapple with it, which I don't think the show would do. Uh, if it's a comedy. If it's a horror story, it's great. It's a really good twist. 
<laughs> Anything else, Evan? Anything to add to? No, I liked. I liked this show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Welcome to my X Men podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've got a network we can put it on. Um. Yeah this this show. It's it's I mean it's comedy, it's good, it's funny, it's 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 Bo Burnham like it is it is intrinsically Bo Burnham, um, and you know, surprisingly prescient for its time, um, surprisingly like holds up pretty well for its time, um, and uh, yeah, you can definitely like you know. You can read See, a lot of things in here. You sure can. You, it's a real blank canvas, <laughs> um, which which Bo Burnham doesn't often offer you because it's it's uh, filled with words, words, words to to use his his stand up. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a uh, there's a lot here. I don't I don't see myself returning to this mainly because the wealth of of like good Bo Burnham content is so deep. Um, but I would uh I would I would you know, watch a couple of these every now and then. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll rewatch this, but I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. I think I would recommend it, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely tell people if they told me, like, oh, I love Bo Burnham. I'm a big fan. I'd be like, sure. have, you, have you seen all the stand-ups? Have you seen 8th Grade? Cool, cool, cool. There's one more thing that you might not have heard of, and it's Saxon is going to be famous, and you should watch it. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's like a whole genre right now that's kind of having a comeback of like the one the the like very small team sketch comedy um, that you see in like I think you should leave um, Astronomy Club, um, and and this kind of weirdly fits into that comedy style and into that genre a little bit. So if, if somebody is, is, is uh, looking for new episodes of a, of a Netflix like sketch comedy show that they don't, they're not finding what they need. I would definitely say, go back and dip into this. It's kind of, it's definitely a time machine, but it's, it's not, you know, the disconcerting kind of time machine that you're used to when you watch something from the, uh, the teens, the 20 teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2021. It is 2021. We're not... Were you trying to say, like, we're in the teens? No, 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 no. I'm just, like, reflecting on how long ago, like, 2013 was. And you have to... And, like, (laughs) it's... For me, it was, like, looking back at me in, like, 2013, but it's, like, you're also... This has nothing to do with the show Zach Stone is going to be famous, but like all of these YouTubers who like eventually got shows, the shows came like two to three years after like the peak of their like online career. So it's really like like I think about this and I'm like, this is extremely 2011. Like This is this is literally a decade ago, even though it you know came out a little later. Mm-hmm. Oh, this the, what the, an experience. The, to 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 take it back to like inside the combination of Zach Stone sitting in by a clock waiting for him to turn 30 at midnight and also 
uh, Zach Stone watching his early YouTube videos on a projector on his wall or Bo Burnham watching his 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 uh, old YouTube videos on his wall. Like those two things like resonated with this and me too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, we're turning 30. We're turning 30. I'm already 30, you babies. It's, I'm not, see, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to be 30, I, but I am a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. I, I, there, I, I definitely want to like put on the mask of like 30 is not a thing. Age is nothing. Like what? I'm just, uh, 30s are going to be my prime. But also I feel like everyone who says that rightfully so don't have a child. And I know <laughs> that was, that was, uh, I, 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 I would not change that situation for anything, but my thirties are going to be slightly different than other people's thirties. Um, I think you are unusual, Ronnie, in that most people have a ton of friends who are married with children, but you are someone who is married with a child and has a bunch of friends who are single. And that's unusual. I think, I think that that comes from a place of, um, trying to spend any time with married hetero couples at all and finding them insufferable. Mm. Yeah, um, all of your friends are queer, Ronnie, and none of yeah, and uh, maybe not none of them, but most of them, I think, do not have children. Yeah, there, there's yeah. there's not a whole lot of babes, uh, babies about amongst them. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a problem that I'm working on with my therapist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I have any problem with having lots of 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 uh, childless queer friends. Um, but sometimes some, you know, you need, you need, you need a variety. Um, and I think this is also a, a huge, uh, uh, you know, pandemic situation of like, well, you know, we spent a lot, this is, this is going to get a little bit, not deep, but just a little more personal. We spent a long time in the hospital with Lila when she was first born. And then the summer after that was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I we just haven't really had the opportunity to go out and be like, hey, you you want to make uh, like lasting bonds over the fact that we have children together when we can't like have our children play together? Because that's the, that's that's the thing. I don't really yeah. want to be friends with you. I just want my child to also have a friend that they can play with. And I guess maybe we'll find common interests. Um it's real. It's, it's tough. It's tough out there for a dad. You know, yeah, I, I, I believe it. And yeah, um, I think you're someone who has uh, really good and like well-placed priorities and really good and well-placed convictions. And uh, it's sometimes hard to find like people who are in a similar life place as that who also share some of the same uh, convictions. So. Yep. Donate yep. some sperm to some lesbians so that your queer friends can create a baby to play with your baby. That be, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's a stretch. Of, that's a stretch of a way to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Go to Camino and talk to Tom. Hey, bisexual sperm. And yeah. get to get, good home. Get Tone Weed to make a bunch of Sammy boys as you, and then you can be friends with sure. all of them. Right. That's that's what it comes down to. Is just pull a Jango more, 
more children for my child to hang out with that are that are also just like my child and me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how. how I, I mean, call. I guess my DMs are open. So if, you're, uh, no. if you're listening um, to this and want to be friends with Ronnie and, for sperm reasons, and you you live somewhere on the East Coast, I'm not going to say cannot, where. Cannot cannot even open the door for like the episode description to be like Ronnie is looking to give his sperm to lesbians. Um, uh, what show are we doing next? Uh, it is a uh, listener pick. Okay. Oh, Ooh. that's true. We got to pick one, huh? Yeah, we got to pick yeah. one. What uh, are our list- we got to go for I was, through our listener was, suggestion list. We'll have to do that. I was, maybe we'll, mm, yeah. I was mm. counting on one of you to have something, but that is that is valid. It is uh, not. It's not either of your picks. Today. I, I I have a weird one in the in the hole ready to be fired. So I I, I think I saw that. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't that. Although I do want to do that. That's probably going to be okay, my actual okay. pick. But I have a weird pick that Evan will yell at me about, and then we won't do. <laughs> is it weird vacations or whatever the fuck? No, no, it is. Um, the canceled. Uh, x-men tv show it never got a single episode uh it was canceled before it got an episode but it did have a tv movie Hmm. and it is starring everyone's least favorite x-men characters (laughs) and it came out in like 1997 or something and it looks fucking wild Gosh. I wouldn't be mad about that. I'm fascinated by the X-Men, and uh, I also... We had a good show, so I feel like we can suffer through a bad show. And it's, again, it's only a TV movie. It is. It, it it was supposed to get a TV show after, and it did not. I also feel like we, we could afford to do a couple of, uh, you know, low-commitment episodes of, of some of things like that. Things hearkening back to our uh, uh, Wonder Woman pilot that we did with the pilot pod. You guys are ready for Generation X? I feel like there was something else that recently, like, it was a, um, forget where I read that it it was, it was a superhero show that had a pilot or, or never went to order or something like that. And I was very intrigued by it. Um, but I'll, I'll, more on that later, I suppose, as I, as I dig through the. The tweets. Um, yeah, we'll come back. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll maybe give you a little bit of uh, other stuff in between. And we also owe you uh, a Drunk Ronnie bonus episode. Yeah. So that, that'll have to happen eventually as well. Um, but that being said, there might be more time than usual. So get your suggestions in there. Um, you know, the more people that tell us they want to show. The more pe- the more reason we have to do it. So even if you think like, oh, surely someone has suggested that, get in there. We want to hear from the peoples and makes the peoples. Yeah, make demands. Do it. Make t- make demands. I'm turning. I'm turning thirty, and I need you I'm to tell me what to do with my life. Turning thirty. I'm turning thirty. Did you used to ride your bike? All right. What do we say? What are we? What are we doing at the end of episodes now? <laughs> yeah. What are, I guess are we back on the on the on the pawn shop Lou bandwagon? I do like pawn shop Lou. We need a shirt that says "Don't tell pawn shop Lou." I want a shirt. 
I was trying to like envision it, but a, a graphic artist I am not. So uh, have- I know someone who makes some shirts. I got a shirt guy. Ooh, a shirt guy. Yeah, I sleep in. Uh, I sleep next to him. Mm. Uh, anyway, I'm sleepy. We should end the episode. So right, the episode's over. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't tell him. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Bye. Where they may radio.